You're listening to The Interview, in-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Martin Popplewell, brought to you by The Retail Exchange, in association with Visual Thinking, inspiring retail performance. Hello, I'm Martin Popplewell, and welcome to the latest in the interview series of the Retail Exchange podcast. It may have only been launched 16 years ago, but today the mobile network operator 3 has more than 10 million customers and 300 retail stores in the UK. A game-changer brand from day one, it's already committed to £2 billion worth of investment to roll out 5G to customers in 2019. Its focus on connectivity, however, stretches much further. With me to discuss the brand's approach to delivering a seamless customer experience is Three's head of Omnichannel and Digital First, Graham Johnson. Graham, welcome and thank you for joining us. I think probably most people listening to this will be familiar with the brand Three, but for those that aren't, tell us a bit of a potted history of Three, where it came from, when it came into existence. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, great to be here. Um, Yeah, so three was actually born on the 3rd of the 3rd, 2003, so... Is that where the name came from? Well, uh, no, it's obviously the first uh, network that was fully 3G enabled. And they presumably thought, okay, let's go for that date because then we can have some fun. I wasn't around at that time, but you you could assume that was a a great date to start the company on 333. So, uh, yeah, great. So that was uh, the first time that three came into existence. Um, And actually, as I said, it was the first... 3G only network. So the network essentially was was built to be different, built to be a, a digital first network. So looking at customers who wanted to use data and, and enabling customers to use their phones differently from what was happening before. And that's something that, you know, as a business, we've we've had that mentality for a long time. We, you know, we're the smallest out of the the, the other four mobile network operators, and uh, we have that that challenger brand mentality. Uh, so today we have about 10 million customers but we do carry the highest amount of data on our network. So our customers use around about three and a half times more data than customers on on all other networks. So that whole thing of being built for the internet still stands true today. And we are a, a, a company, a network that's done a lot of things first, like launched 4G at no extra costs, the first 3G network, as I mentioned, the first to launch tariffs that had unlimited data on them, um, and a number of other things that we campaigned for that were right for our customers uh, and right for the industry. So, so yeah, it's it's, a, it's an amazing place. I've, I've been there for just over eight years, so not been there since the start, but it's a fantastic business to work for, both from a cultural perspective and in terms of the focus on the customer. And, and where are you? I mean, are, are you all around Europe, all around the globe, or are you just UK? Or yeah, so so three. So the company I work for is three UK, but the three brand um, is existing in other countries across the world. So Hutchison, CK Hutchison, is the is the the parent company of of three. There's three brands, yeah, in several different countries, but each country is is, is run autonomously. And and uh, you know, three UK is the company that, that certainly my span um, in terms of the omnichannel and digital first approach. And you personally. You mentioned you've been with the company for some time. Tell us about your background, how you got to where you got in in retail. Sure. Well, actually, I started, ironically, in mobile phones back when I was um, 17 years old, actually, in a company called DX Communications. So I started on the shop floor in the St. James Centre in Edinburgh uh, as a customer advisor, basically selling mobile phones. So at the time when it was analogue phones, and uh, we're just about to launch digital. This 
brave new world of digital where we moved away from per minute billing. Can you imagine that? You, I every, still remember it. Do you remember it? Yeah. So you had uh, like a house brick of a phone that took 24 hours to charge and lasted for about three. And uh, you made a five second phone call and got charged for a minute. So that was uh, that was back in, in the 90s. Uh, so I started on on the shop floor in DX Communications, obviously digital launched fairly soon after I uh, I. I I started in the business and um, progressed sort of through to being a store manager into the training and recruitment team there, and then spent some time at uh, Phones for You for a few years, um, and sort of quickly went through the ranks there. From um, actually a sales trainer, I started off as a, as a trainer in Phones for You, and then ended up as associate sales director, um, looking after a bunch of stores in the east of Scotland, um, and then out of mobile into optics. So I went and worked for Optical Express and uh, headed up laser vision correction uh, sales and also then divisional director for them. So that took me down to, to Bath or down to the south. Uh, so I lived in Bath for about 18 months and was divisional director for the south, which incorporated optical retail and laser vision correction. And we found out that we were expecting uh, a little boy. And uh, we were living in Bath and there was no way we were going to stay um, in Bath with no family and friend network around us. So we moved back to Scotland and that's when the opportunity came to join Three to run the North region of Three, which was basically everything from Hull and Manchester up, including Scotland. So have from, from there, I uh, spent, I think, four or five years running the North region and then an opportunity came up to go into retail transformation. So looking at how we wanted to evolve our retail state for the future. So I spent a year uh, doing that and then um, evolved into omni-channel and digital first. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a you know a real journey. Uh, I think the, the experience in retail has given me such a great grounding for what I'm doing today, which is, you know, focusing on Omnichannel, so you know every every element of the interaction that our customers has in terms of you know whether it's customers joining us in life support or, or, or you know upgrading with us. That's across multiple channels. As we know today, it's not just about you know a one channel. I want to buy from a store. I want to buy online. It's all completely connected, and that's really important. So, yeah, that's kind of a bit of a potted history to me. Maybe a bit longer than you. No, no, that. it's good. All good stuff, and we like the detail. It's just interesting hearing you talking about, you know, when you first had a mobile phone. It was great to have a mobile phone, and you, everyone, I think, probably remembers their first mobile phone, particularly if you come from from my generation. But the trouble was getting anyone to call you on it because <laughs> it was so ruinously expensive. Yeah. I, I found that I only got calls really from people that were calling from work because it would be their employer who was paying the bill, not them or somebody else in their yeah. family. You remember that? I do remember that. And actually, uh, you know, that's one of the things I talked about, you know, um, three sort of challenger brand mentality was that there was, a, there was that charge where another network calling another network was more expensive. Do you remember that? And actually, uh, there was a campaign called Terminate the Rate, which was something led by three, which was you know, that, that, that cost is not, is not right. If we want to enable customers to be able to, to talk to each other across network, dependent on whether on a landline or a mobile phone, we should be looking at removing that. And that's something that in the early days, three did. So You're mentioning landlines. I remember in my parents' first house, it was so expensive using the landline that the phone was somewhere where you stood up to make yeah. the call because you want to get too comfortable because yeah. <laughs> you get such a big bills you stood up to make the call uh, yeah, you know absolutely. how times have changed the millennials listening to this will be thinking look two old men talking about what what are they talking <laughs> they'd be about? right and they'd be right Speaking exactly. on behalf of, me, of course <laughs> yeah. so let's look at the word omnichannel i think a whole load of people and you've touched on it already will know what that means what does it mean for you 
at three. So it is one of those words that people could rightly say is a bit of a buzzword, right? But omnichannel for me means it's the, it, the way that customers interact with us. So we've moved from a world where people will shop in a particular channel because that's what they are used to doing to a world where customers expect to have a more seamless experience. So if they want to start a journey in one channel, they should be able to pause it, pick it up in another, and then complete it in another channel. So channels being, for us, online, app, retail, contact center, indirect partners. So, you know, it's really important for us that our customers get a seamless experience. And some of the things that we're doing now in terms of uh, our interactions I just, just spoke about actually is about test and learn activities to make sure that we are humanizing the customer journey and, and actually bringing more people into that, that digital journey. So I'll give you an example. We've done a, a test and learn, which has grown, called 3Live. And the hypothesis of this was that we have high online traffic and uh, you know we want to make sure that those people that are shopping online get the opportunity to interact with one of our people because people are our best assets. And what we've set up is an online broadcast studio, which is a live studio that broadcasts pretty much on the hour, every hour for about 30 minutes at a time during the day. And that studio is, a, is an interactive broadcast, one way. So the broadcaster will bring to life a product or a service in that broadcast and customers who see the pop-up on the uh, e-commerce platform can click on it, which says join a live broadcast and they can ask questions live by typing the question into the app. And the only person that can see that question is the customer that's asking it and the broadcaster. It pops up on their iPad screen. And the broadcast can be customized based on the customer's questions. So for example, I could be demonstrating an iPhone for another customer. And then two or three customers join the broadcast and ask to see a Samsung device. Or they could ask to, you know, rather than talking about the screen, uh, they might want to know about the battery life or they might want to know about one of our propositions, you know, go roam or go binge or whatever. And the broadcaster will be able to then see all these things coming through and amend that broadcast accordingly. So, you know, that that essentially is giving us a, you know, a human element, an interactive human element to a digital journey. And it's a surprise and delight because people don't expect it to be there. They certainly don't expect to have a live broadcast popping up in front of them. So, you know, that's really interesting. And the other thing that we're doing is something called Three Store Now, which is everyone's familiar with chat when you go onto a website and you, you know, you start a, a two-way chat, text chat, but what we've introduced with our partner, Hero, is the ability for retail advisors on the shop floor to become the agent chatting to the customer. So Hero will enable um, the customer to be connected with the most local customer advisor to them uh, that's available. And the customer advisor in the store, when they're not with a customer, can go online and say, I'm available. Does that matter more to you in terms of keeping costs down. No, no, for, this is. Uh, but why does it matter to me as a customer, whoever I'm speaking to? Because in a sense, you know, I could be speaking to somebody in a different country in a different time zone. As long as they're giving me good advice, that's all that matters. One hundred percent, and that's you know, we we get great experience across all of our chat platforms, right? So, what this does in terms of um, giving something different is it enables um, the people who are on the shop floor when they're not with a customer to be more productive with their time. So we all, anyone that's worked in retail knows that there are times of the day, and most commonly 
the same times every day where there are no customers in the store. And maybe we have to have certain numbers of people. And you can never really accurately predict how many people are going to walk in your door because it's sporadic, sporadic. But what Hero enables customers to do, or our three-store now initiative enables our customers to do, uh, sorry, our, our people to do, is go online when they're not with a customer and say, I'm available to chat. And what that does is the customer can ask questions of the customer advisor. The customer advisor can send video clips or photographs of the shop floor, so of products on the shop floor or point of sale, um, directly to the customer. So that you're almost bringing that in-store experience to the customer's device if they can't make it into a store. And then the advisor is able to send a product card to that customer as well, which takes them straight through to the e-commerce basket. So it's essentially bringing the retail store experience to the customer's device as much as you possibly can um, and enhancing the, 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 the experience of being a three-customer advisor in retail because they're not just dealing face-to-face -face with customers, they're, they're, they're actually being able to chat to customers who are surfing our, um, our e-commerce site as well. The term blended experience mm. it is often used in retail. It's often used perhaps in association with the word omnichannel. Is there anything more to what it means to you? I think the biggest driver really is is experience and, and making sure that all of our channels are synced up. Um, there, there, there's one customer and multiple touch points. So if there's one customer and multiple touch points, those multiple touch points should, should all be having that same level of experience or the customer should be able to do those same interactions in those channels. So that's what omnichannel really means in terms of the way that we think. Customers wouldn't think I'm going to have a great omnichannel experience today. They just think I'm going to have a great experience today. And, and you know, the channels don't really matter to them. It's the experience that matters. And that's what, because an omnichannel is very much an internal um, phrase rather than a, a customer phrase, it's important that when we're getting externalizing, that's about the seamless journeys that customers will have across our platforms. It's interesting you were talking a few moments ago about being the, the first network to really put a priority and a premium on, on the data aspect of things. It's interesting, isn't it, now? Well, certainly for me, when I'm renewing uh, my mobile phone contract, I don't even look at the texts. I don't look at the, the minutes. Actually, most of the time I get unlimited because I'm spending enough money. The key thing which I'm looking at, or one of the key things, is how much data I get. Yeah. And you were really kind of ahead of the game. Was it 2003? Three. Yeah. I mean, that's before iPhones, the smartphone, mm -hmm. which was the game changer in terms of being able to use the internet and therefore data becoming the, the, the key thing. And, and I'm guessing I'm not unusual in terms of, looking at that as a key thing when yeah. I'm deciding on my contract. Absolutely. Well, I think you know, the data growth has been exponential and it's continue, and it will continue to be exponential in terms of the growth. Data consumption, most of the platforms that, that customers want to engage with will consume data. So we've seen that and, and we saw, obviously the company saw that coming way ahead of time. But we've been able to continue to develop that because customers have had a, you know, a baseline of a 3G experience since launch. We've, been, we've attracted customers who do want to use data and do want to have that seamless connectivity and, and want to be using connected features of their device. So the explosion of the smartphone and of streaming services, et cetera, it's, our, our network is right for that. And it's just, um, it's hugely exciting. It's interesting though, is it not that 
in a sense, though, people get more excited about their device. They're more concerned about, or certainly, you know, you hear people talking and getting more um, uh, excited about whether they've got a new Samsung or got the latest iPhone. That that somehow, I suppose, that's the tangible side of of that interaction with with mobiles and mobile networks. As we move forward, I think that connectivity is more than just a device because the devices are the enabler. So that's the window, that's the, the, the product that connects to that service. But essentially, as, as consumers, customers just want to be able to be connected to their friends, their family, the, the services that they want, and being able to do that quickly with good speeds and be able to you know access all of those services that essentially control their lives right now, um, that's the key. Because if you think about it, if, if you took your device away, how much of Don't your life would you be able to, I, to live? I will, I will start needing therapy if you start talking about taking, exactly. taking my device so that's, away. So that's it. It's, it's, it's always there, isn't it? You know, whether it's your watch, your phone, um, your iPads, whatever it is, it's always within hands and within reach because we love our life. We live our lives uh, from through these devices, which is why our most recent campaign, our advertising campaign of Phones Are Good, kind of brings that to life really about the fact that, you know, Phones, phones have done the world an amazing, uh, have done amazing things for the world and, and commerce and uh, you know, connectivity and connecting people on the other sides of the world. It's, it's just you know such an amazing advancement. Um, you're a digital first business. I mean that that's how you came into the world, yep. as it were. I, I would assume that that's meant that you have not been so badly affected by the challenges which have hit the rest of the high street in recent years? Well, I think, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, we are a network that has multiple channels. So we, what, we, what we have been able to do is have, you know, multiple channels that reach out to our customers, um, you know, through whether it be online, the app, retail stores, contact centers. So, so yeah, I think, I think it's, we're, we're different from other retailers on the basis that, you know, we're a network first and we have, you know, a, a number of different touch points for our customers. What are the big things in the pipeline for you as a brand, as a company? I mean, I guess 5G is is the big thing on the horizon. Absolutely, yeah. 5G is uh, is a massive thing. And actually, it's, it's not on the horizon, it's here. And uh, we've launched our 5G offering and uh, we've, uh, we're, it's going to be a game changer for three. It's uh, really going to set us apart because the way that the... Uh, the 5G spectrum holdings have uh, have played out is that we're going to be the only provider that can provide true 5G. Uh, so uh, kind of our current slogan around 5G, if it's not three, it's not real 5G. And that's going to kind of separate us from, from the rest. And we're, we're focusing on the home to start with because the 5G connectivity is going to provide, you know, a real alternative to fixed line broadband. It's, uh, you know, we're going to have these uh, plug and play broadband boxes that sit in the house and you literally plug it into the mains and it connects to the 5G signal and provides that Wi-Fi signal within the house, which will provide 5G speeds. That means that you can just unplug it, take it wherever you go. So it's going to be a, you know, a massive disruptor for the, for the broadband market. It's a great opportunity for us to grow into a, a different segment. 
Um, and then obviously we'll provide 5G connectivity on mobile as well, which uh, you know we're targeting 25 cities uh, that we'll, we'll go to first, uh, which is where the majority of our of our customers are. So we can provide them with the uh, that 5G connectivity that's going to enhance the way that they will connect with us. Uh, and, and we're not just going to stop there as well. We're going to be enhancing our 4G connectivity between now and then as well. So we're looking at all of the 4G sites. We're looking at uh, increasing the speed and uh, connectivity around 4G over the next few months as well. So it's a really exciting time for the business it's a really exciting time for our customers and we're really going to be able to sort of add on that uh the the, the thing that we've, we've hung our hat on for a long long time which is with with the only network really uh that provides that that brilliant data connectivity that is is pervasive and um it's going to allow us to to move further ahead in terms of uh seamless connectivity for our customers and when you're not working what do you do to unwind rather than go on your mobile phone and scroll through <laughs> Facebook? Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, I do use social media, but I'm, I'm probably not the most uh, prolific social uh, social media person. But I do. Um, I love spending time with my friends and family. I've got a eight year old boy who is obsessed with football, so. I coach his football team. Um, it's a, a community team called Edinburgh South, and uh, play every every Saturday in little uh, five or side games around different areas of the city. So uh, that's that's great, and my little boy absolutely loves it. So love spending time with them. Um, where, whenever I can, I get onto the mountains and do snowboarding. I'm a keen snowboarder. I have been since the, my my early days. It's it's rendered me in in hospital a couple of times but you know I still get back up and do it it's uh, an amazing sport um and I love watching football so I'm a I'm a total glory hunter when it comes to football I support Sheffield Wednesday and Hibs so um you know obviously all about the glory <laughs> uh, but yeah no I, uh, I I love um I love sport and I love uh, watching and, and playing those types of uh, types of sports and one last question what was your first mobile phone it was a Motorola. I can't remember the actual model, but it was a Motorola flip phone. Um, it was it was one of those ones that took 24 hours to charge and lasted for three, and it was an analog phone. So it was one of the ones that you would, if you just type, you know, first mobile phone, it's one of the ones that comes up, you know, that needed a huge battery pack on the back of it to, to give it an extra hour. So, um, yeah, that was my first. What was yours? Mine, I, you know, I can't remember exactly... Uh, the brand, uh, but the nickname for it was uh, a Mars bar because it was shaped like a sort of king-sized <laughs> Mars bar. Maybe you can help yeah, remember you know, the, the, I, the name of it. I remember the Mars bar. I, I think it might have been a Mitsubishi because there was a Mitsubishi phone at that stage that was a Mars bar phone with a little flip at the bottom. Um, it was one of my favourite phones of the early days, actually. Uh, my favourite phone is always the last one or the, the one that I've, <laughs> I've currently got. Uh, Graham Johnson, it has been a pleasure speaking Likewise. to you. Thank you very much Thank indeed you. for your time. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange Podcast. Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter. Hashtag Retail Exchange. This episode is brought to you by retail transformation agency, Visual Thinking. Thanks for listening.